It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Up and running on a Friday. No, no, I wish it were Friday. Uh, up and running on a uh, Tuesday. Just feels like a Friday, maybe. Feel good feelings of a uh, Friday here, Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, we have uh, our Houston huddle today. Exclusive uh, market conversation with uh, Coach Mike Houston. One on one with me today. Looking forward to uh, talking to Coach in uh, just a bit. It is brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy and Vital Care of Greenville. We'll have that. We'll have some comments from uh, Pirate football players as they head into the final regular season game during our Pirate Report. Uh, We'll also have some uh, audio post of ECU's uh, basketball win today. This was an impressive win against Toledo uh, down in Estero, Florida, at the Hertz Arena. Pirates uh, win 86-75. to Toledo is one of the top-scoring teams in the country. And the uh, Pirates uh, shoot a blazing... Uh, 7 of 13 from three-point territory. Uh, went on a uh, 15-0 run over two minutes in the uh, second half with uh, threes being reined in by R.J. Felton and Javon Small, who uh, has scored in this uh, tournament so far uh, 51 points. Really impressive stuff from Javon Small. So uh, we'll we'll hear from uh, Coach Swartz and uh, and some others uh, in regards to that. But right now we go to the phone line to hear from uh, our great friend, the legendary Cy Seymour. First time during the basketball season on the Patrick Johnson Show. And uh, we're talking to Cy because anytime we can give some shine to Pirate basketball, especially when they beat a quality program like Toledo this season, uh, we're going to do it. Uh, by the way, we say hello to Ben Byram, today's producer. Hey, Ben. <laughs> hello, Ben. <laughs> Silas, are you there? I'm, I'm here, Patrick. Good to talk to you, buddy. Always good. Uh, wow, what a second half for East Carolina as they got it uh, rolling offensively. You know, they shot the ball well early, had a little lull near the end of the first half. Uh, but got cooking on this in the second half, and and I know people are going to say, well, wait a minute, they scored seventy five points to Toledo, but they have a lot of offensive punch. They have some some veteran guys, but the Pirates played really well defensively today too. Really good, and and I, I don't want the people to take light this this Toledo team. There are three hundred fifty three teams in Division One basketball. This team ranks, and I'm talking about Toledo, one hundred two. Well, think about what we're saying here. Uh, that's 102. It's it's more. It's like one third. Okay, it's what you're dealing with. Less than a third of the teams in the country. It would be like in football. You beat the 35 team in the country. You're beating teams that are really good. They are a 102 power ranking team. They come in with a lot of veterans, and they're very very good. I mean they uh, they've got uh, MAC players, uh, first team all conference and second team all conference, and veteran players. This is a really really big win. Uh, they took UAB to the woodshed, 
And so to win this ball game by 11 is, is a statement game for ECU and a real credit for East Carolina. So first things first, people will say, well, it was Toledo. Well, you need to understand Toledo is one of the college really good basketball teams. They're in the top third of the country, and that's a strong, strong win. Pirates are 4-1 and one now. They'll play UT Arlington uh, tomorrow at 1.30. That's the scheduled start time. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, usually when you're in that second window, uh, it might you know start a little closer to 2, but uh, we'll be on the air with our coverage at 1 o'clock with the network tomorrow. Brandon Johnson, another double-double side, 14-10, and 10, and he was a difference maker today. He does the little things. 14-10, and 10, and those 10, he had five offensive rebounds. Now, let me tell you, Patrick, as a, as a former coach, offensive rebounding is you just outworking somebody. He, he just outworked them. That's what you do when you offense. you get, you got to get there because they're blocking you out. And he got five offensive rebounds and five defensive rebounds. That is a, that's a really good stat for the young man playing in the sophomore. He's going to be a really, he's a good, good basketball player. And that's big. And, and, and Patrick, you mentioned the run that East Carolina made. With eight minutes to go in that ball game, ECU was up one point, 54-53 or something along that line. Okay, in the next two minutes, Felton and Javon Small had four threes, and all of a sudden ECU's up by 10 with both teams running. So you put it away in two minutes right there, and then you've you got to look up and down the stretch. You've got that lead. Jay Walker hit one. So in the last eight minutes of the game, ECU hit five threes. And, and in today's world, that three ball is big. I'm just telling you, when you, when you look at the final stat sheet, you can look at that, and ECU was 12 of 26. They had 12 threes, and Toledo, a really good ball club, had six. You outscored them there, 18 points. That's a major stat. Your bench out 32, 23-12 from the bench. And that's a, all of this is a credit to Coach Schwartz and his staff. They're loose. They're going out there to play. And this is a game that, on paper, you said, I hope we stay close. And instead, ECU wins it by 11. It's, it's a very big win in, early, in the early coaching career, head coaching career of Coach Mike Schwartz. Cy Seymour on the line with us, uh, ESPN Plus analyst for Pirate Hoops, uh, East Carolina 86, Toledo 75 today. Uh, R.J. Felton, uh, kind of the anomaly that is, uh, and, and he's a streaky player, no points yesterday uh, in the four-point loss, and he hits four threes and scores 14 for you today in 24 minutes. In 23 minutes. 14 points in 23 minutes, a little over a half. That, that's what you get with young kids. He's, he's just a sophomore. Uh, and, and, and that's just, uh, you know, uh, Devon Jay played a good game. He's played solid. You know, he's, he's doing a good job, too. But that's just the way it is. I mean, but today he got nine. Yesterday he lit it up. It doesn't mean they're bad. It's just they're young, and 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 you're guarded differently as the game before you play. The Javon Small's being lights out. That's the bottom line. And yeah, R.J. felt big, but I, you know what, I like Jaden Walker uh, going five or six from the field. That's a big step for the Iowa State transfer. That that is a big big step. And uh, I, and look, Benjamin by Benjamin, uh, call him Ben. Ben Bayala is going to come on. He he is the right guy. He's got the tools. All you got to do is give him time. He's, he's his first year out of a junior college with a knee injury, but he's moving smooth and playing well. Uh, he's not hitting it right now, but 
you got to like what he's doing. So you got to like this ball club and how how they're working it. it listen, it's hard to do when you got ten new guys and you're yeah. trying to figure out who's who. Uh, give credit to ECU and, and Patrick. You brought up a good point about the defensive effort. Now you look at what you can tell by that. One of the things Toledo had seven assists and ten turnovers. Yeah. First of all, you want more assists than that. I mean, see, ECU's guarding you so tough, you can't get the, the passing lanes open and the smooth part of the game open. So of your 27 field goals, you only had seven assists. That's, a, that's, a, that's an indicator of ECU getting you out of pa- passing games and rhythm, and you had 10 turnovers. ECU had 15 assists. And had and had twelve turnovers, uh, so you're you're over one to one in the fifteen to twelve category. You're one to one to the positive on assist to turnover ratio. So there's a lot of good little things in this ball game against a top third of the team. You know, a thirty third, thirty fourth percentile team in the country. Uh, don't take this and on a neutral floor when their two best players got big points, yeah. and you still beat them that bad. So a lot of good things for ECU tonight. We got Cy Seymour with us. Uh, Pirates will play UT Arlington tomorrow. The uh, uh, you mentioned Walker. Just wanted to throw in. He also had nine rebounds uh, in, in the second most minutes played uh, tonight. Uh, you mentioned Javon Small, twenty-seven yesterday, twenty-four today. Uh, we saw flashes, albeit very small glimpses, last season. Kind of came on near the end. He had some really. I, I thought Michael Perry made a great. Uh, point today i was listening to a lot of the second half because i was in the car yeah. and Mike does uh, a good job. Yeah. oh he's so good michael perry uh does a fabulous job on that he it's like he's been doing it his whole life um but you know uh small plot was playing behind two pretty good guards last year and yeah you know yeah so i mean that's that's one reason and, and it, i think it also goes to show that in this you know kind of transfer portal what have you done lately? Instant microwave everything world, especially college basketball. For a lot of young guys, it does still take some time. And, and Javon Small is, you know, actually, I would say ahead of the curve as a sophomore it's, doing it, this. You're right. It's a credit to both this coaching staff, Coach Schwartz and his staff, and to Javon, first of all, to stay when everybody's leaving. He stayed. And, and the other part about it, make no bones. When you go, when you guard and go against Tristan Newton every day in practice, you know what it's like to play against really good players. He's used to it. See, that's the thing. He had to go against Tristan every day, and that's hard. And so, and you see, he is a real player. So that's what we always say: you need both a good first and second team to get the efforts out of everyone. And that's what you see with Javon. He's giving you everything every play, and the coaching staff feels confident in him. And it's been a really good uh, transition for Javon and for Brandon Johnson. So it's, it's yeah. really been good. The other thing is this. All these kids that go in, whether Caleb, Caleb account, any of them, they're giving you everything they've got. And, and you can tell it's going to do nothing but get better. You just got to stay behind this program right now. I mean, that's a, like today, when, going into this tournament, you're thinking, well, let's hope we can win win maybe one, something like that. You're thinking that way because you're new and all kids are young. And then Toledo gets upset in the first round. You say, oh, my gosh, we've got to go against Toledo in the second round. And this group of guys coaching and playing beats a, a really good program by 11. 
tap, you just put your hat and tip it to these coaches and players from East Carolina. Okay, Cy, so uh, the Pirates will play tomorrow. We know you'll be paying attention to it. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. And like I say, anytime we can give a little shine to start something up well, uh, here on Pirate Basketball. Hey, look, today's a huge win. This was a, that, uh, that's right, a, a and, big, and listen, big early and, season win. And that's why people need to come out next Tuesday. The schedule doesn't get easier. He's got to go to Old Dominion. It's going to get tougher right now. But, uh, listen, people need to come out on Tuesday and support this ball club. Uh, they're doing a good job. And I appreciate what you're doing to, to tell people how good he's doing, and we need to support this program. Thank you, Cy. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Have a good Thanksgiving, Patrick. Talk to you later. All right. There he goes. The great Cy Seymour with us uh, here. Ben, are, are you back? Or are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm back. Yes. You know, I'm dealing with uh, with some fallout here. Everybody's ready for Thanksgiving. Um, people are a little <laughs> bit too excited. Don't they know that? Uh, what the what the first thing we said is, "Hey, we got to work Thanksgiving week." Didn't yeah, we I, tell everybody yeah, that? I, yeah, I, I do remember. Yes, I do remember the the introductory uh, meeting for people. Yes. We always mention that. Hey guys, what's the plans is, for Thanksgiving, guys? This is all fun. Until you get to start doing it, and then it's work. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a possibility we could be working a, two days before Christmas or around Christmas. I mean, yeah. that's just the nature of the business. Well, yeah, I was asked today, uh, what are our December plans? And I said, I, I don't know. Until we have a bowl game date, I don't know. Yeah. That's I can't the way make, it goes. I can't make a decision. So, um, which I don't consider it work. It's fun, but, oh you yeah, know. no. But there's there's a lot of a lot of hours that go into it. Um, yeah, big win today for the Pirates, uh, Ben. You did a great job uh, on the network scores, and uh, I tell you that what a what a game today. And uh, the Pirates got cooking offensively, so that was a good thing, was it not? Yeah, I mean this is the first game I think you can say where the players truly bought in on the court, and we saw a complete game of basketball. The way that Mike Schwartz won it with defense taking smart shots, had better shot selection, especially in the second half. At one point till about two minutes to go, Pirates had made 10 of their last 10 field goals, something we Ooh, haven't seen yeah. from this team in a while. And I kind of compare this win, dude. You remember last year in the Hall of Fame shootout when we played Liberty? If mm -hmm. we would have won against Liberty, I think that win would have been very similar to this win. Liberty, a team at the time, could have shoot very well from three and in mid-range, uh, had a high-level score on Darius McGee, and we're scoring a lot of points. They were in the upper echelon of the country at the time when we played them. And you can like that much to Delito. This time we ended up on the uh, winning side of the ball. These are games we normally don't win early in non-conference play. And it's, it, I mean, huge win. People might underestimate this win, but it's huge. Yeah. Well, so I said it. I mean, they're, for, for all intents and purposes, a top 100 team. Well, yeah. Picked and, to win the uh, MAC. Yeah. And beat and, the, uh, the, the Conference USA favorite and uh, UAB. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good team. Pirates played well. Uh, they put four double figures today and a double-double for Brandon Johnson and 24 for Javon Small. All right, uh, let's break. We'll come back to a Pirate report. Hear from uh, Coach uh, uh, Swartz. We'll hear from some of the Pirate football players. That's all coming up, uh, plus our uh, Houston huddle still to come here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Tomorrow is the Over the River and Through the Woods edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We're working tomorrow, Ben. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, no. Ben knows. No working man. Ben, 
Ben knows. Uh, so we'll, you know what we're yeah. Well, we got to get the Adam Sandler song. Uh, you know what else we got to do tomorrow? I need to write this down. We got to do the former chancellor. We're doing I that was in thinking the about uh, that. yeah. Yeah, that's the annual tradition now. That is, that is. We're doing it tomorrow on Talk of the Town, and so we got to make sure we do it uh, tomorrow uh, on our show. So there you go. Won't that be something, Ben? Won't that be something? It's Thanksgiving special. It is. It is. Uh, we'll have Parker Bird on tomorrow. How about that? First time we've had a chance to talk to uh, him. And uh, I think we're going to have his family on. Oh, nice. As well. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll that'll be uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're actually doing it earlier in the day on Talk of the Town. And uh, that'll be that'll be that. So, it, hey, um, great story. I'm seeing where he's like practicing and taking bat in practice now. Isn't that amazing? And, yeah, that's that great. Amazing? Saw Coach Godwin on the sideline this weekend. Yeah, they honored the baseball team with their uh, regional rings during the football game. And uh, Coach has had a little uh, knee surgery and it's uh, going to be back and good as new by the time baseball starts. So, uh, it's good to see Coach Godwin. He's, he's looking good. All right, uh, let's hit. The Pirate Report opener here and uh, get to uh, some of our uh, post-basketball and also uh, pre-football comments here. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Mike Swartz talks about the Pirate win over Toledo, 86-75 to today. And uh, here's what Coach Swartz had to say. You know, you know what our motto is. It's when our defense is right, uh, I think we shoot the ball better. And, you know, I'm really proud of our guys. I thought that was the closest thing to a 40-minute effort defensively. That's a dynamic offensive team. They were the fifth-ranked offensive team coming into the tournament in the nation in terms of points per game and, and, and efficiency. And, uh, you know, yeah, they, they still scored more points than I would like with them getting up to 75. But from a standpoint of executing game plan and uh, outside of that stretch in the first half, uh, midway through when Brandon went out with foul trouble, I thought we, we, for the most part, really fought on the defensive end. You know, and, and I know Coach is not happy with the points, but, I mean, a team that good offensively is going to get their points. It's just can you can you get stops at key moments, and that's what the Pirates did. Uh, Pirate uh, defense against uh, Toledo today. This is Coach Swartz elaborating on that. Yeah, and they're a really, really good offensive team, just a lot like Indiana State was yesterday, an older group of guys that can score the basketball a multitude of ways. They do try and attack switches, and you know what? We learned we got better from yesterday to today uh, in terms of our switching defense. I think it's something that we can be uh, fairly solid at, and it, it really it, it paid dividends today, and I'm really proud of the guys the way they did that. What impressed him about uh, the Pirate performance today the most? Probably the thing we're the most proud about looking at this stat sheet is not the points. I mean, outside of the win, which is obviously the most important, but it's uh, 15 assists uh, to 12 turnovers. That's a huge jump uh, for our team to be able to make that after the 17 turnovers we had yesterday. And, and to be able to out-rebound uh, Toledo by 12 is a big deal for us because uh, we take a lot of pride in what we're trying to do defensively rebounding, but also offensive rebounding. And they were an elite offensive rebounding team coming in this game, averaging 12 offensive rebounds a game. And when you think about that, with a really good offensive team and 12 offensive rebounds, it's difficult. So to be able to uh, keep them 
two. I think it was eight offensive rebounds is something that, uh, you know, I think was a good was a good deal for us today. Uh, Coach Schwartz on Brandon Johnson's play. BJ with 14 and 10, his uh, third straight double-double. Yeah, we would have loved him to be able to play more than 19 minutes. Uh, you know, that, that, that fifth foul was a silly one. I mean, we, want, we need him in the game late games, obviously. He was in with two fouls in the first half. And that, uh, you know, again, that's when we went on our low on both sides of the ball. But all that being said, you know, love Brandon, really proud of him. You know, just his, who he is in the locker room, who he is as a person with this team and his effort that he's put forth in practice. And so far this season, really proud of him. And let's get Coach Swartz here, Ben, number eight on uh, the Pirates making key stops on defense. Yeah, if we don't, if we're not able to get stops in that second half and, and, and keep, you know, and really be there, I know they shot a higher percentage in the second half, and uh, but if we're not able to really force defensive tempo, I don't think our offense necessarily is quite the same. And uh, Benjamin, let's uh, hear from uh, Felton, R.J. Felton, who – was shut out yesterday, but scored 11 of his 14 in the second half this afternoon. Well, I was having a cold game offensively, but I had a crash of glass. Coach had emphasized me to crash the glass more, and um, I started doing that. I started getting momentum and um, started having confidence in the shot. All right, and then uh, Felton talked about the uh, pirate defense. Well, in the second half, I feel like we played with more energy. We were trying to put two halves together. And um, when we start switching on everybody, when we start switching on the screens and uh, start getting racking up the stops, that's where we start getting momentum. Javon Small uh, talked about the win over Toledo. Yep, um, I feel like we did a really good job defensively. Uh, first half, we was a little bit slow coming out. And defensively, we let them go on the run uh, to go into half. Uh, second half, you know, our main focus is just defense. And then R.J. Felton hit two big threes, and that kind of got us going offensively. Javon Small, on what has changed for him from a year ago? I mean, he averaged two points and just over an assist. Now he's uh, in the top 30 in the country at over 20 a game and scoring. I know it's early. And nearly uh, six assists and nearly five rebounds. So what has changed for uh, Javon Small? Well, he he told us. Well, I feel like I had my confidence last year. Like you said, I just wasn't able to show my ability as much. Um, but last year was a learning experience. You know, it was uh, – my time to just sit out, wait my turn. Uh, and then while I was doing that, I was just working on my game offensively, defensively. Uh, and since Coach Mike Sports got here, I've been trying to be more of a leader, more vocal. So I feel like that only made me a better player. So that's really all it is. Rockets were favored by nine and a half over the Pirates. And uh, Ben, they had received votes in both polls, had they not? Yeah, APN coaches, Paul. I mean, this was a highly touted team. They had 11th-ranked scoring offense coming into this game. And then Mike Schwartz mentioned earlier in the postgame, they had the fifth scoring offense coming into the tournament in all the country in terms of points per game. So this was a legit team we played. Five players on that team averaged double digits coming into that game. So, I mean, that team could score the basketball, and that's a team expected to get a tournament bid despite these recent two losses uh, this year. I mean, that's, that's a huge win. Pirates will play UT Arlington tomorrow at 1.30. That's the scheduled time. 1 o'clock is the air time. We'll see. I mean, whenever you're playing the second game in a session of a, of a tournament, it could get pushed back a little bit or it could start right on time. The time's tentative. Uh, the time is tentative, exactly. Yes. Very good, Ben. Very good. All right. Uh, we've got Pirate football. Our coverage begins at 10 in the morning on Saturday with our Pirate Game Day Countdown. Jaira Wilson uh, talking about uh, the team 
and what they talked about after the loss to Houston on senior day. Coach Houston spoke and then he asked, he asked us what we thought the problem was. And then we kind of met as leaders after practice and we talked. That was more where the discussion was. Kind of a group of us met with Coach Houston after practice and just talked about that's where we, it came up like just the mentality going to the game just wasn't, it wasn't there. Just our minds, our minds weren't there. Jaira Wilson says that the team couldn't handle getting knocked out of the conference championship. Obviously, we hadn't been playing for that for a while, so we didn't realize how much it would hurt when we didn't. Because, I mean, we've done a lot of good things this year, but we didn't realize, like, once we didn't realize how much it would hurt actually being, like, kicked out of the conference championship race. So I feel like that's kind of what kind of affected our, our week. It was kind of hard for us to move on from that game. That's what I think it was. Uh, also from uh, today, and uh, Jaira Wilson says that uh, he knew that their mindset was not right uh, after the game. Before the game, I felt good going into the game. But then just after the game, just reflection-wise, we just as a team, we kind of realized, like, yeah, our mind was a little off, just a little bit. And then he says uh, they know what the team needs to do to fix things. Well, we kind of just, like – Talked as a team, what we felt like went wrong Saturday, like also about just our like mentality, like just throughout the whole week practice and all that. We just talked about how we felt about how that was and we know we gotta fix and we know we gotta move on to Temple and play as well we, we have had play as well we have all year and then you know put a good outing out for Temple, then get ready for the ball game. Uh quickly here to Shane Calhoun. Um uh, well, I tell you, we could maybe work the Calhoun stuff in later on. Well, this is, he says everyone has to take some blame for what happened against uh, Houston. Or yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people have to take the blame. You know, you have to look in the mirror a little bit yourself. I feel like we let Cincinnati beat us twice. Um, and, you know, we just kind of get that out of our system and hope for a better week this week. Uh, the Pirates need to reflect on themselves to bounce back, he says. I think in all of our losses this year, we kind of reflected on ourselves a little bit, and I think we hadn't reflected on ourselves in a while. So I think this is a good opportunity for us to reflect, move forward, and just fix everything that was going wrong with us. And then Shane Calhoun had a team meeting to uh, talk about the team meeting rather to address the bad loss to Houston. Uh, we had a team meeting on Sunday. We just kind of came together, coaches and players, and just figured out what kind of went wrong with us. You know, was it our preparation leading up to the game, or was it you know? Just us as players not really being locked in, you know, leading up to the game on Thursday and Friday. So we kind of came together and figured out a plan for this week going forward. Ben, do you think that's interesting that the team has kind of admitted that there was a, a little bit of, um, I don't know if dissension, because, you know, there were some of those people who have tried to, the clout seekers on social media. Oh, yeah. Who, who want to promote that there was dissension, and then you have the other clout seekers circus clowns, the jesters who who are trying to say, well, I know the inside scoop because I'm retweeting something. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know what went on behind. I think it's very interesting that these guys are talking about it publicly. And I think it's very interesting that uh, they're all kind of owning up to it in a way. Um. Yeah, I, I I did not want to believe that what happened at Cincinnati would have any kind of hangover effect, but I mean, I, it, it apparently on some level did. Yeah. And but I also say this: Houston Pride played their best defensive game of the year, and they've got the best quarterback in the conference. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, I mean, it was debatable for the most part of the year because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this conference. <laughs> Tune is the runaway the best favorite quarter- now. Yeah, he's the guy. Tune's the and I mean, I, I I was on the sideline for the game doing national radio, and, and I mean, I, I I he's the best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, there's no debate about it. I agree. You could yeah. have said Mordecai. You could have said Pratt. You could even said Holden yeah. if you wanted to. Um, now, I mean, I think Tune is the runaway favorite. I mean, he yeah. had ten touchdowns in a game earlier this year. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, he's, he's, he's the man. So, uh, look, perfect storm. We'll talk to Mike Houston about it after uh, a 94-3, the game sports update, and then we'll, uh, we'll see what coach has to uh, say in our Houston huddle. So uh, that is coming up. But right now, Ben will update you on everything going on in the world of sports. Thanks, Patrick. ECU basketball pulls off a huge win and improves to 4-1 over Toledo in the loser's bracket of the Gulf Coast Showcase, defeating the Rockets 86-75 earlier today. The Rockets were favored by 7.5 and were picked for the MAC this year to win the MAC. Pirate sophomore guard Javon Small had a lifestyle performance for ECU, scoring 24 points, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds in the win. Javon Small talked about his performance in the win. I feel like I do a pretty good job offensively. Um, I don't worry about my stats really uh at the end of the day i'm just trying to win the game and i'm just trying to do whatever i can to help my team win parts wrap up the gulf coast showcase tomorrow in the fifth place bracket and we'll play ut arlington tomorrow at 1:30 after the mavericks defeated northern kentucky north 60 to 56 moments ago you can hear live pre-game and play-by-play coverage beginning at one o'clock right here tomorrow on 94.3 the game ecu football players speaking to the media as they get ready for their final game of the season against the temple owls from philadelphia parts come off a bad 42-3 loss to Houston on a senior day. Part safety Jaira Wilson earlier today said that they knew their mindset was not right after that game. Before the game, I felt good going into the game. But then just after the game, just reflection-wise, we just as a team, we kind of realized, like, yeah, our mind was a little off, just a little bit. Jar Wilson and the Pirates are back in action this Saturday of kickoff at 1 o'clock in Philadelphia. We'll bring you live pregame coverage beginning at 10 that morning with the Bushlight Pirate Game Day Countdown with Patrick Johnson, a ECU football legend, Terrence Copper. Carolina Panthers head coach Steve Wilkes has announced backup quarterback Sam Darnold as the starting quarterback against the Denver Broncos this Sunday. Darnold has not started for the Panthers since week 17 of last season when Carolina played the Buccaneers in Tampa. Darnold completed 69% of his passes for 219 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, and a 17-41 stomping by the Bucks, dished out to the Panthers last year on Week 17. Live basketball action as we speak. Uh, UAB playing Georgia in the Sunshine Slam. The Blazers lead 68-55, to about eight minutes left in the ballgame. Cincinnati taking on Ohio State. Bearcats trail 21-18 in the Maui Invitational with about eight minutes left in the first half. Take a look at the Gulf Coast Showcase. These teams playing for the championship game tomorrow, Kansas City and Indiana State. Indiana State undefeated on the year, by the way. The Sycamores lead 18-17 over the Roos with six minutes left to play in the half. Conference foe Tulane taking on Rhode Island in the Cayman Islands Classic. The Green Wave leave 30, or lead 35-27 with three minutes left in the half. That's going to do it.
your 94 through the game sports update. Couple quick more notes when it comes to the Panthers. Panthers punter Johnny Hecker has been nominated for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, and Panthers all-time great Steve Smith was announced among 28 semifinalists for the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot. 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 That's gonna do it now for your 94 through the game sports update. This 94 through the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. We'll hear from Coach Houston from earlier this morning on Talk of the Town for our Houston huddle. On the other side, this quick time out here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Just uh, thoughts on the Houston loss. Pirates probably played their worst game of the season. Houston played fantastic, and it was a perfect storm. You know, certainly I think you got to start out by giving credit to Houston. Um, you know, they are an extremely talented team, which we knew coming into the game. You know, preseason they were picked to win our conference, and, uh, you know, there's a reason for that. And uh, they played, you know, by far their best game of the year. And, uh, you know, they had had some guys out, and, uh, and and they were back. And so they were at full strength, and they played very, very well. And uh, uh, that's, uh, you know, hats off to them. Now, I'd, we did not. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's my focus. My, my focus is, uh, you know, identifying the things we need to do better, uh, identifying where the mistakes were made, uh, and ensuring that everyone uh, from our coaches, from our coaches to our players, uh, that everyone is on the same page and working uh, the way we do every week, working uh, diligently to make sure that we are well prepared going into the, to the Saturday. Coach, uh, how how did you find uh, when the players did come back uh, Sunday? Uh, how was their focus going into this uh, final week of the regular season? Um, I, I think they're all we're, we're all the same. You know, players, coaches, everybody. I mean, I, everybody's ticked off the way we played. Uh, everybody's motivated to make sure that uh, you know we get that fixed. And so I thought uh, you know we had a uh, uh, I, thought, I thought we had good urgency. Uh, Sunday with our practice, uh, I thought the film really bothered the the players, you know. But I think it's important that you process that because you know you you've got to kind of cleanse it and flush it. And uh, we took care of that on Sunday, um, and I expect us to have a very good practice this afternoon. Coach Houston, uh, with us here. It's our Houston huddle for Optimum uh, Business, and uh, it's uh, something we bring you every week uh, here on Talk of the Town uh, with the uh, Encore. Uh, presentation of it uh, on our sister station 94.3 the game and the uh, Patrick Johnson show on uh, Tuesday afternoons as well coach with us uh, here this morning looking uh, back uh, at uh, the game one of the uh, things for the second straight year and this again I think is the uh, the the level of interest that now has been sparked with the way the uh, turnaround has occurred uh, with with this program it was a great crowd and a really into it crowd uh, for the uh, game, really kind of a, a perfect start time uh, of, of two o'clock. Uh, but uh, uh, you look back last year, game after Thanksgiving, it was Cincinnati coming in granted, but uh, a really good active crowd that day and an even bigger crowd this year for the final uh, regular season game. So from the standpoint of uh, fan interest, as we look towards uh, uh, bowl season after this, and, and some of that's being bandied about, and I know you're not uh, looking at that right now, but, you know, I think wherever the Pirates ultimately end up heading out of uh, after this weekend, there's going to be big interest in, in, in going to continue to follow this team, and that's a credit again to to the work that you and the players and the staff have put in. Well, it's you know the passion of our fan base is one of the reasons it took this job, and it's 
it's a place where football is important. Uh, you know, I, I, I love our stadiums on game day. Um, and I, I love our fan base and that's, you know, one of the things that motivates me. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm ticked off because of that. I mean, I, I want to make sure that we put a team on the field that represents our institution and our fan base, uh, the right way and, uh, and plays the right way. And, and everybody knows what I stand for and what I believe in and, uh, how I want our team to play. And so that's, that's my big focus this week is making sure that, uh, our fan base, you know, sees a pirate football team playing the way the pirates play. Coach, as we move on and uh, start looking at Temple, it's an Owls team that uh, has uh, had its struggles this season. But in the back half of the season, they've really started to play a lot more competitively and and play uh, pretty well. When you look at them, we'll start the offensive side of the ball. What are you seeing out of them maybe later in the season that that, uh, maybe Temple wasn't doing early in the season? Well, we've seen them all throughout the year on on crossover film, and uh, they have improved drastically since the beginning of the year. And really, I feel like they've hit their they've hit their stride since the uh, tough loss down at UCF. And uh, you know, you look at their their slate since then. They lost in overtime at Navy. Um, the next week, they blew out South Florida. They had Houston beat, uh, and and had to complete a pass, a long pass with about 40 seconds left to win that game. Uh, 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 ten, uh, Temple had led, uh, you know, with, with under a minute to go at Houston uh, in a very mm-hmm. high-scoring game. And then last week, uh, you know, 23-3 to at Cincinnati, or excuse me, at Temple uh, against Cincinnati in a game that, you know, they really it came down to turnovers. You know, Temple turned the ball over three times, uh, that basically gave Cincinnati one score, took one score away from Temple, so a game that was very, very tight. And so when I look at the, this team, uh, you know what I see, you know, starting with the offense, is you have a true freshman quarterback, EJ Warner, who is the son of NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner, uh, and he is very much like his dad. You know, he is a smart player. Uh, he has a quick release. Very accurate arm, uh, has great poise in the pocket. Uh, you can see he he knows what's going on coverage wise and uh, you know, identifying what's going on pre snap. Does a great job with decision making, uh, and he's really what has made them go. He, they have good skill around him. They have two very good tight ends. You know they have the traditional big physical Temple offensive line and the big back mm-hmm. back there. But you know really the difference in Temple this year versus last year and the year before is the quarterback play. Coach, defensively, what are you seeing out of the Owls? Uh, what, I, what I kind of say, a typical t- Temple defense, uh, a yeah. big, strong, athletic defensive front. Uh, they are, I think they're maybe fourth in the country in sacks. Uh, you know, they've, I mean, they've got 30-some sacks on the year. Uh, their two defensive ends are the ones that really cause problems. They have one one has seven and a half sacks, the other one has nine sacks. Uh, their backups have several sacks. Uh, so those two defensive ends really create a lot of problems. The two interior kids are big athletic run stuffers. Uh, and then linebacker and DB level, they just are very athletic, very long, uh, and a very, very good defense. You look all throughout the year now, they have played very well on the defensive side of the football. You know, the only outlier is the UCF game, which – 
you know, I, I attribute that to just, you know, the middle of a first season turnaround with coach, coach Stan Drayton. So, you know, especially mm-hmm. down the stretch, they have played uh, very, very good defensively. And they played, they played really well last week against Cincinnati. Well, it's always tough to go up into Philadelphia late in uh, the season, especially and, and play uh, Temple. Uh, as you say, they're always physical. That's one thing that uh, they have uh, built their program on, even with all the different coaching changes over the years. Uh, that has been uh, something that they do pride themselves on, and that is uh, being a, a tough and physical football team. The weather's not looking too bad, but, I mean, if you're looking at a what it takes to win on the road, and Pirates have had some uh, some close and thrilling road games and some tough road games this year, uh, this seems like another one in the American coaches. It's who can be more physical and who can who can execute at key moments. That that's that's going to be it. I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a very challenging ball game. Uh, we're going to play very very well. Uh, you know, we're going to have to play real well up front on offense uh, against that defensive line. Uh, we're going to do a great job running the football and throwing the football uh, to be able to move uh, move and score points. Uh, we're going to have to do a good job defending Warner. Uh, we'll have to stop the run first because if you don't stop the run, they're gonna they're gonna beat your eyeballs shut. But uh, you know, then we we have to do a great job uh, coverage wise in the secondary, and you know, causing causing Warner to you know have to move around some in there with some pressure. But we got to do a great job coverage wise in the secondary to try to limit his uh, explosive plays. Coach, when you uh, look at this week, it, it is a, a holiday week for a lot of. Uh, uh, us, I know the beat kind of goes on for for football, uh, and you try to keep it as close to a normal prep week. Uh, is there anything that is a little different with with the Thanksgiving holiday uh, this week, as far as team activities, the way you guys gather, or will you make adjustments to the schedule this week based on that? Yeah, I mean, it's the student the students have fall break, so um, after today, the students will be gone from campus, uh, and so uh, you know you've got to do a great job of keeping the players focused. Uh, you know, we'll practice a little bit earlier tomorrow afternoon. Um, the coaches will stay a little bit later uh, tonight and tomorrow night, um, uh, just making sure that we get everything wrapped up before Thursday. And we'll practice Thursday morning uh, and then have a Thanksgiving uh, lunch as a team uh, early Thursday afternoon uh, and then give, uh, you know, give the guys the evening. Uh, some of their parents are coming into town, stuff like that. We'll right. give the coaches and Everybody time to be with their families, um, and so then Friday's Friday. But you know we got to the change in schedule. We got to do a great job mentally uh, with our preparation this week as a team, uh, so the change in schedule is not an issue. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, nice thing there that uh, there will be a little bit of that uh, late season monotony broken up with uh, a chance to visit with family on an, an important uh, family day. Uh, Coach, before right. we say goodbye to you, and again, we appreciate the time so much uh, here, uh, what will be uh, the points of emphasis uh, for the rest of the week for the Pirates and going into the game uh, to wrap up the regular season with Temple on Saturday? Well, the, point, the points of emphasis is just us practicing with deliberate intent. You know, I, I told I told the players on Sunday the intensity of our preparation has to be what it needs to be this week, and you know we've got to do a great job as a coaching staff of really being on the details throughout the week and making sure that we're preparing at the highest level. Uh, and you know we've got to do a great job of building, you know, both you know practice reps and execution and game plan and you know 
you know, scouting and all that stuff. Going to do a great job with that. And then, you know, the, the latter half of the week, we've got to do a great job mindset-wise, uh, mentally preparing for how we need to play this game on Saturday. And that's, you know, to me, that is always the key to us playing well on game day are, are those things, our preparation, our process. Uh, and as I, you know, as, as I, you know, everybody wants to look for blame of why, you know, things don't go well sometimes. And, you know, I just, I, I go back, you know, I, I have not slept much this weekend. And, you know, I, I just keep going back to we just have to do a great job with our preparation and our mental preparation for the game. That's that's the key to this weekend. So, uh, you know, that'll be my focus all week. Uh, I'm, I'm driven to make sure that we get uh, we, we, we get uh, the team where it needs to be before Saturday. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm driven to make sure that we play well Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I, I expect a big bounce back performance from the Pirates. Uh, certainly, a lot of pride with this program now, and uh, uh, certainly, uh, Coach, uh, thank you for the time here. Uh, enjoy what you can of Thanksgiving. I know it's uh, a little tough after a game like uh, Saturday, but uh, a lot to be thankful for in our lives, and uh, also no for this uh, for this Pirate program. Thank you. Best to your family this Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you uh, after uh, things Saturday in uh, Philadelphia. Nah, make, make no mistake. We we are all very blessed. Uh, we're blessed for many, many things in our lives, uh, and uh, we're going to make sure we do celebrate that. Uh, I'm blessed to have this, this group of kids here, this group of players. Uh, we're all blessed to be at East Carolina University, uh, you know, and God has blessed us you know, greatly in our lives. So we'll, we'll focus on that this week also. Thank you, Coach. Uh, our Houston Huddle brought to you today by Healthwise Pharmacy and Vital Care of Greenville. Uh, understand a lot of traffic out there where you might be headed. A lot of folks are uh, taking this as kind of the final work day in a travel situation after work. So just be safe out there, folks, as you uh, make your way to wherever you're headed, your destination. And uh, we will uh, certainly, uh, certainly uh, be back tomorrow with uh, more of the Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks to Coach Houston. Thanks to Cy Seymour. Thanks to Ben B-Baby Byram. And uh, tomorrow, Parker Bird will be on the program with us. Talk more ECU football at Temple to close the year and uh, recap ECU in the fifth-place game tomorrow against UT Arlington. You can hear that right here on 94.3, the game beginning at 1 o'clock tomorrow uh, in the Gulf Coast Showcase. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll see you back here tomorrow for the PJ Show and tomorrow morning on Talk of the Town. Never